Ladies and gentlemen, you have just tuned into a show that is not just another radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a show live from the city of Los Angeles, California, streaming by way of Hits 92.3, located in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm sitting here with today, today with a very famous guy, in my opinion. Uh, he is the new, okay, and improved uh, comic book and entrepreneur and definition of what it takes to be successful on your own when it comes to being a creative in a space when we talk about where a culture or a particular ethnicity is not represented enough. We're talking about Comic-Con. We're talking about cosplay. But the man that we're referring to right now, his name is Mr. Lane Fobbs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to his show. <laughs> what's going on man what's mr going lane Bob's, what's the deal man it's a pleasure to have you on today and uh of course uh from our last conversation we just kind of wanted to shift things over so that we can catch people up to what you've been doing uh, according to our last conversation you were able to uh, start your tour uh your comic-con tour and going out and publishing your book to sell it and place it in other stores around the country and we just kind of wanted to play catch up and, and see where we were at. Discuss a couple of events that transpired during these uh, events as well that we heard about. And uh, let's so let's let's go ahead and dive right into it, Lane. Man, it's been pretty good, man. It's been a kind of a whirlwind. We were up in Chicago a couple uh, days ago, um, selling our book right here, selling our book, uh, Becky, right there. Um, so it's there and it's there in a, I want to brag by the way, not to cut you off. So sorry about that, but we do have our issue as well. Okay. Shout out to Mr. Fobbs and you can definitely catch this right now on the website. You can go follow, uh, at, uh, Becky kills on the Instagram. And of course you can follow, find this on the website at www.gogetbecky.com. Sorry. Proceed. Nah, it's all good, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. So, so. It's out in LA, as you can see right there. It's really nationwide. It's in Houston at a uh, Gulf Coast uh, uh, Comics. There, uh, if you're in Houston, it's in Chicago now at um, Comics Revolution on uh, near the Northwestern campus, up in the suburbs of Chicago. It's there, close into the city of Loyola, Chicago at Third um, at Third Coast Comics. That's a black-owned comic shop. It's hmm. at a Nubian Bookstore, which is in Atlanta, south of it. And if you're east of Atlanta in DeKalb, it is at Infinite Comics. So it, in addition to being on the website, it's at five different stores in what, three different cities. And there's definitely more to come. Uh, that's really what it is, man, getting books in hands, in black people's hands. You know what I'm saying? So getting it into black comic book stores. And uh, it doesn't even have to be a black comic book store necessarily. If somebody says, hey, we're going to we want to cover it. I've taken it to white comic book stores and they've taking orders right there on the spot from us you know what i'm saying it's about but i saw some brothers in there they you know that tells me all right so they they're not really with the bs uh, you know at least enough to welcome us in you know that's good so that means it's getting books in black hands that way too that's all that really matters using the medium to get black books which these are in black hands you know so we're in chicago a few days ago doing that we're here in atlanta doing it um as well uh going to Birmingham tomorrow as my trip rewinds down before we return to home base, which is Houston, uh, to talk about the book there some as well. So it's just a lot going on. It's a ton happening. And uh, man, we just we owe it to you. all. That's why we work hard. You know, hey, man, I love it. Just a round of applause to that. Lane, I want to 
kind of you, you mentioned something earlier where you were referring to, you know, the uh, young brothers being inside of the store while you were making a delivery to this white owned comic book store. Can you kind of educate us on what the demographic looks like in the world of comics in general? And why is it so important to show that there are black comic creators out here? Uh, why is that so important? Well, it's, well, you know, it's it like like most other things, it's gonna be white dominated. You know, I can remember being a kid and my granddad saying, telling me like, "You white people want everything." He would say it to my uncle all the time, and mm. I didn't realize how deep that was, man. And so it really is. So that that's really why it's important. Um, uh, I, I don't know if I can plug a YouTuber, but uh, Professor Black Truth. One thing he said that really stuck with me is that if whatever you're interested in, you need to be trying to control it. You know. I always see a lot now. It's mostly white dominated, but I see black folks showing up to stuff. I see all these black cosplayers. I see all these black people writing these comics. There's no reason that you, we shouldn't be dominating that if that's what you're interested in. I got my shoebox of comics up there. You know, when I was in high school and the college and all of that, you know, I'm finally at a point where I can kind of get back to that and writing them and all that type of stuff. And so we need to figure out how to dominate it. That's why. I would say us knowing the business of comics is important because we get we can write it we are talented about it but it's about if i've got a dollar how can we make three off of it starting right there you know and and that's that that's that's where i think it kind of the state of uh the black comic books uh black culture and all of that as far as comic books are concerned is right now for those who are in the space right now, why is it important for those to learn the business side of comics? Well, it's important to learn it because, you know, you you want to make more, you know, you want to make more comics. It costs money. You know, these cost money to print. You, you make more money. You can make something else. You know, um, what happens is, you know, you get the money from this one. You use that to make the next one and then the next one and then the next one. And then you look back. Oh, that's a career. You know, that's a career that that's a 10, 15 year run. That that's that's really what it boils down to. But, you know, money is going to be the lifeblood of it. That's just the way that our capitalist country works. Mm. You know, it's, it's not the game that we ask to play, but it is the game that we must play if we want to keep doing it, if we want to keep putting our own creative works out. So it's very important. And that's why it's important that we learn the the business side and the controlling side of it you mentioned this word control often in your diatribe why is the control part so important as well why do you feel that controlling the business side of knowing how to operate and monetize a comic book for those creators is important why is that control that particular word control so important because you can control when it goes to your kids you can control it for the next generation. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. You know, you look at these buildings and, you know, yeah, I've been out there in LA with Koreatown and Chinatown down there. Well, that, that's kind of near Wilshire, right? Sure. It, it is, I think it is kind of, um, you know. It's right, it's, it's, it's right on Wilshire. You're, you, yeah. you're, 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 you're right on the head. Yeah. And uh, you know, that's where they shot Rush Hour. Those places have been there for generations because they controlled it they controlled it and now their kids have it and then their kids will have it 
that's what it's all about you know hopefully my kids will get to take becky and do things i never thought that they would do with it you know or they'll take the pen and or the writing and, and and do something else they'll open a theme park with my work who knows but we owe it to them to to leave a solid base so that they can at least try you know jeff bezos and all these guys they're talking about jumping up into space and all of that bezos talked they asked him why are you even doing this and he's saying we need to build the infrastructure for our kids so that they they have so that when they imagine they'll have the already have the tools to go into space so he's saying it ain't really about me it's about what our kids are gonna do what are they gonna control mm. so that's really what it's about you know it's fun you know yes i mean i mean we're making some about some killer white chick that is bloody like at the end of the day it is fun but and you know you always want to never forget about how is this going to make me money your your art is your business you know i love that that uh that uh lesson that uh you're very passionate about and i can really see how important it is uh, for you to be able to have ownership in something and not to only just own something, but own something that you're passionate about, that you are good in a skill set that God has blessed you with. And you understand uh, the importance of honing in on that and making it better and then learning how to officially monetize it, which is, I believe, the best part of why God blesses us with these gifts and talents. Uh, but I want to transition into the book. Because I really want to give these people uh, that are listening and the people that are part of this visual experience uh, the reason why they should tap into Becky. Because I can say that I enjoyed the book. I'm not even a comic book reader. I mean, the most comics I read when I was younger was probably the, the funny pages on the newspaper. If you guys remember those, right? That's how way back I go, right? When Garfield used to be a real thing in the newspaper, right? And, and then obviously I would come across certain type of uh, comic books, but I would never really dive into them because I wasn't, I couldn't really relate to them. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of the comic books that I read or that were around me because I had friends who draw a lot, drew a lot, and um, they were really good with that kind of stuff. I just wasn't good with that kind of stuff. If I needed to read something, oh, just run that right over. I can read it off for you, no problem. You trying to get through that comic book? I'm your guy. But being creative and creating a storyline and then being able to present the illustration behind it is something fantastic and spectacular. And Lance, the question I have for you today about this book, why do people need to go out and buy this book right now? Well, people need to buy it, man. If you're a comic, a, you're, if you're an indie comic book fan, you know, there's a lot of comic books that aren't, all superheroes are you know archie comics are one of them i mean the simpsons mickey i mean star wars all sorts of them this is one of those if you're if you're needing a break from the superhero culture if, you know comic books are much more than that and that's definitely what becky is you know that's why and then two if you are a horror fan if you like some bloody horror and that type of stuff there's a lot of that in there and yeah. then three if you are just a fan of uh black media you know something that's not state issued yeah definitely need to get becky you're gonna see a lot of things that um that, that uh they're trying to take away when you look at films when you look at comic books even you know they're trying to tell you that 
regular, just traditional man, woman, black couples. Oh, that's a problem. All of that's an issue. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, your lifestyles, whatever. But that is that the problem is when you're vilifying traditional black couples. Oh, that that's a problem. You're not going to see that with us. You're going to see a uh, and and um, if you're a woman that likes seeing uh, heroines, you know, uh, where the hero is a woman, it definitely is this. You know, uh, Shay is our main character. Uh, she's a woman. Uh, she learns. She learns to pick up the mantle of being a hero. She doesn't. It's kind of thrust on her. She's having a hard time picking it up. So you get to see that development happen through the issue one and two and beyond. So that but there's a those are just a few of the reasons why. And then of course the art is incredible. Um, uh, Santasia Carter, shout out to her. She has put she has put together this great. Um, issue one cover and if you follow us on our uh instagram at becky kills you can see the cover for issue number two so that's already happening as well so the train is already moving jump on with us and go ahead and get Becky. i love it there we go there was some a few uh i don't want to give up the whole book i don't want to give up the ending but there were some parts in the book that really uh that i really enjoyed uh, but I want to talk about, so this is one thing that I got confused about initially. I had to go back, read it again, especially in regards to our last conversation, because I'm like, wait a minute, there's something that I missed in here. Without giving too much information, Lane, can you ex describe what, where Becky derived from in the comic book, not from your intellect and intelligence and the way that you creatively put it together, but where does Becky derive from? Oh, the uh, in the story, in the yes. course of our story. Oh, she is a um, she lives inside. Now, Shay, our main character, has a boyfriend, Eric. Becky is inside of him. She is a shapeshifter. She is a shapeshift, evil shapeshifting white woman. Shay's got to figure out what's going on, and put a stop to it. And that that is the crux of our story. That is our jumping off point. That's her becoming the hero, deciding if this is even for her. And so, you know, <laughs> some women would ask, would, would this is something you can handle? But here's the thing. Eric makes money. Eric make, Eric has paper. So are, are you willing to let that go? She, she explores that in upcoming issues. She, she, and she explores it with the help of some some familiar Internet friends, shall we say. We'll, 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 we'll tease that. <laughs> we'll tease that for issue number two exclusive ladies and gentlemen you just heard it first this is the only place you're gonna hear it okay unless he goes on another podcast and talks about it which i hopefully hope that he does and he will i'm sure but uh you just heard it first to understand the type of exclusivity that you have right now i want to talk about some things that you've been doing and of course uh through this book and the storyline there is, this is very relatable to real life situations as well. And I just want to ask you, Lane, how did you first jump into creating this book and then having this book relate to real life personal situations or just what things we experience as black people? Because obviously the, uh, the main character or the villain uh, is the, is Becky herself and Shay is, you know, the, black woman inside of the book and i don't want to give too much and eric is the black man that's inside the book but when it comes to black people in general 
where did you develop this character and how does it relate to uh, black people's real life situations? So Becky is kind of a metaphor for just the things that you as a black person will run into. You know, you're gonna run into some uh, jackass boss that's gonna seemingly put the white chick over you or the white person over you a little bit. You know, you're gonna run into some some people who are telling you, oh man, you should just get a white girl some some old coon stuff. You know, uh, you know, you're gonna run into people who are trying to who are trying to say, oh well, all this intersectionality, it's okay. Be Becky is here. To, to destroy all of that, you know, without giving away too much of the later stories and issues, you know, Becky is here to literally slash that, slash any idea of that from their minds and from their heads, you know? So that that's that's really how, uh, was kind of the guiding storyline of Becky, you know? And then also, I, I and, and I really just wanted to have a, a black hero who she uses her brain, you know? It, it, where it's not, you know, there, there's light moments, you know, where she's like, oh, she's a black woman. Yeah, she's going to say some funny stuff like that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what I really like about her is that she's somebody that if she doesn't know it, she will try. She will use her head. She doesn't, she ultimately, you know, doesn't quit, you know. So that's, that, that there's a message in that too, telling black people to not quit. Because it gets hard out here. Yeah. You know, you know, we got to deal with, you know, not making as much, you know drama interpersonal all of that some of us have to deal with a killer white bitch you know who's losing a boyfriend you know but the <laughs> important thing is that we try and that we continue to give our best and that's that, that that's really what the heart of the book is as well so that that's kind of where kind of uh where all these different elements came together when i was creating becky it's freaking awesome you've been promoting this book for a while now, I believe you began uh, in the month of July. I want to say, am I correct? Or we, has... we started about mid June, mid June. Mid -June. Um, our trip to Chicago, you know that 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 leg of the plan took off in July. Got it. Uh, well, in Chicago, can you kind of give us your experience while going out to these stores? What you've been able to see besides the part when you're going in to sell, although you can include that as well. But what have you been able to see that kind of impacted you during your trip? Man, just um, well, first off, just 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 Chicago in general. There's so much going on. You know, um, a lot of times we tend to get caught up in just our world and the city or the block where we are. You know, and and mentally we got movies and music and, and books and everything that tells us just to do that. That we're nothing more than those few blocks we're blessed to see. You know. And there's nothing wrong where you're from. You know, I'm from Houston or whatever. And I'm telling you that there's places that dwarf where, even where, you know, where I'm from, you know, Chicago's one of them, you know, these international cities, you know. And what it encouraged me to do was just to keep going because they, I I asked my girlfriend this, like how many people do we estimate it seen, has, know about Becky right now, are aware of it? Yeah. I don't even know, honestly, I don't even know that it's 2,000 people. Yeah. I don't even know that. And we've been able to make the money. We've been able to make something, you know what I'm saying? And so that encourages me. Like I look at these large cities, you know, and when we travel and meet people like yourself and meet these comic book store owners who, who have been great, you know, very good. You know, um, they, they've given us information, things that I didn't know that I didn't know, mm -hmm. you know, um, how to present things to our few, the, these 
future store owners in you know as we go across the country they've been awesome and just their city has just told me that you know there's an entire world that we have to reach and we and once we reach them you know we'll be fine that the key boils down to making people aware of it telling people about the book you know that's really what that trip to chicago told me quite understandable lane you you've been able to go in different areas of the country where some people haven't even been exposed to and ingratiate yourself with the public and or people that you're dealing with and working with um getting your book out to uh, 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 an entire mass of people that don't even really know that this type of stuff exists that they're actually you know before yourself black comic book creators that are in the, in this lane and doing really well and so you said that you don't know if you touched over 2000 people but i can guarantee you your work is going to pay off because of the energy that you put into it because one thing that i've learned from experience is that eventually you're going to succeed in what you're looking to do as long as you put in the sweat equity behind it the amount of work that it takes to become a professional in something in particular i forgot how many hours they say it it takes uh but it's going to pay off and i noticed that at one of the events that transpired i want to say it happened last week it was called the blurred con and at this particular event uh there was a lot of questioning behind one of the events or contests that happened uh, at blurred con we got an intel based off of facebook and looking through social media that a lot of people were upset but i want you to be the person to actually speak on that lane since we're talking about the importance of being a black comic book creator owner of your own platform controlling your own narrative controlling the also business acumen side of it and the importance of that as well can you tell us what actually transpired at this event called blurred con that's spelled b-l-e-r-d as in dog con c-o-n um well basically there was a uh cosplay contest and the uh out of all these black people there was a white girl that won you know um well what's what's wrong with that what's wrong with the white girl winning what what, what is blurred con i guess that's what maybe we should is this for black people only or was it a bet thing talk to me it it, it was bl blurred means black nerd so this is if I'm going, I'm thinking that, okay, this is a space for some black people. Everything's cool, you know, and just seeing this white girl win and people were posting about it, you know, and, and really, well, to me, if, if it's me, you wouldn't go to Latino con and expect to win. You know what I'm saying? A contest, you know what I mean? We're the, we're, we're way too accepting and open, you know, we, you know, there's very few places and spaces for black people for us. You know, and to see something like that, 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 that's going to definitely make people feel some type of way. And, um, the judge had a, uh, had, had a very mean response. You know, she had a very mean response to it. You know, she said, it was talking about how people, um, you know, do you want this white girl to win or, or the, the dude who had some basically like some plastic, you know, puff the magic dragon cardboard or whatever, like he, she was downing people and. You know, it's blurred kind it's black people. You know, we don't have as much money as our white counterparts. Perhaps that's all that they could afford. 
And it was it was very disrespectful of people who probably wanted to come and have fun that day. They were looking forward to it. And she sits there and downs them. And, and you know, it you know, that there's there's time to be critical of people, you know, um, there's time to say say certain things, but in that arena at that time, there's you know, you didn't have to get on Facebook and say that. Because those are people who probably will never go back. They'll talk about bad their experience was. And this is why the stuff we have doesn't grow. We don't want, you know, we don't truly create a space for everybody. Because let me tell you a, a quick aside. Um, I had an ex. She was, she was black, but she was in a, in a Jewish sorority, believe it or not. And I was invited to something. It was a Hillel or Shabbat. It's something on campus for just Jewish students. There's popular Jew students there. There's the nerd ones. There's the losers, the winners. But they're all there fellowshipping. There, there were no clicks on that night. Mm. You would not have known. And, 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 and I asked her, I'm like, where's something like this for black people? This was on the University of Texas campus in Austin. I'm like, where's something like that? Because everything's stratified along black, Greek, you know, whatever, you know. I'm sorry if I offended some people. It's a, you know, if you're on the team or not, if you're this, you're that. You know, what, where's something like that, like that hello for us? And and and, the, and you see the and you see that same question replay itself in something like BlurredCon. You know, that that's really the problem. You know, you know, that if if you want the white girl to win, whatever. But then why do you have to double down and down people to make yourself and her look better? Down your own people. So we, we really gotta stop that. We really gotta come up come off of that. It's an excellent point that I cannot argue at all, Mr. Fobbs. Thank you, Lane, for expressing that. That uh, is something I'm sure a lot of people can relate to, especially the ones who attended BlurredCon uh, during that week. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and read off one of the posts also uh, by one of the judges, I believe, uh, by the name of Dax Martin. That's spelled D-A-X-M-A-R-T-I-N on Facebook. And this is a post that uh, Dax had left. It says... I'm seeing a lot of y'all out here sharing the post about the winner of BlurredCon costume contest. Most of the shares I'm seeing are from people who were not there. As one of the judges, let me just say, yes, I would have preferred the winner to be black. But on the other hand, I was there to judge craftsmanship and work. What is a question? Should the dude who made a dragon tail out of a single Pringles can and construction paper win just because he's black? Another question is maybe the several cosplayers wearing basic store-brought clothes. Another question mark. Lane, your immediate thoughts. I mean, it's just more that, that I mean, why? And the, here's the thing. Because some people be like, well, black folk, Chris, blah, blah. These are paying. How about the fact these are paying customers? Blur, I'm sure BlurCon wasn't free. They, they, these are customers who were there. And if it was free, well, you want them to buy something. You want to encourage them. You know, like, you, you know, you, we're, we're both come from a sports background. You know, a lot of these baseball stadiums, they'll offer a dollar dollar ticket and get you in. Hopefully you'll buy an $8 beer. You know, you, you know that. So we, we, we got to get you in. Maybe you'll buy something. Do you think they're going to come back now? After that, after that experience, no. So and get and guess who should really be upset? The vendors, and I'm sure those vendors paid to be there. Sure, sure. Because it's like, yo, you taking out of my pocket? You take those are less people now. It's going less traffic I'm getting. 
you know, it all, it's, it, that's the, it all, we're all working together, whether you like that or not. Yeah. It's all part of the same thing. And this is somebody I think that clearly doesn't see or understand that. I would just say to her, you know, really consider the fact that these are people that you want to support you and what you're doing and what you're representing here. You know, and even if you feel that way, I mean, dang, I mean, McDonald's don't publicly say that. They put out a statement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Have some more decorum then. Yeah. You know, there's just, it's and it's just really sloppy, really sophomoric. And I would just tell them to tighten it up. You know, if Blur, if I was them, you know, I would say, you know, let, let's publicly get rid of this judge, you know, say that BlurCon is for everybody because we got to salvage this. We got to get people back coming, you know. Sure. But this is uh, not what's I, I would assume that if this was uh, BlurredCon, which is uh, directed towards assisting uh, those of melanin uh, to a show, an event, similar, well, a Comic-Con event dedicated towards uh, black nerds that maybe the judges should also be black. Uh, to me, that makes a lot of sense also. Uh, according to the profile of Dax Martin's Facebook page, it looks like this individual is not of African-American descent. I could be wrong, but I will say this. They still had more to say. And in the conclusion of their paragraph, they stated, listen, I'm all for supporting and promoting black cosplayers, but at the same time, I'm not going to blow smoke up someone's ass just because they showed up today. And to answer your question, yes, the winner made absolutely every piece of her costume by hand. Yes, the dress was hand dyed silk. And yes, she spent all day in a effing hoop skirt and three petticoats that were also made so... Sorry if that doesn't stack up next to a Halloween costume that came out of a bag. Your thoughts, Sling? You know, my, my, my immediate thought is, you know, he, here here's the thing. Some people will be like, well, what does this have to do with the man on the moon? You know, we got all this other stuff going on. Th these are just those little skirmishes in, in the fight for a truly black space, you know? It's like, yeah, the main war's happening, but these are those little tiny skirmishes that kind of matter. You know what I mean? Um, and, and and that's why it's worth discussing, I think. And I think, you know, she she's not really for black cosplayers. We don't... How do you know that it was hand-dyed? I mean, we don't know that. We don't yeah. know if she said it. No, she would never lie to us. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I also want to bring up a few more other posts uh, this was someone from the uh, group. It called it's called themselves Black Indulge Corner. Uh, they stated, "Everybody on my timeline, what the f? A white woman won the cosplay contest at BlurredCon. I am outraged and appalled. How did this happen?" Uh, she says, "Me. What the hell do you expect when you don't gatekeep blackness and invite your white friends to everything because you want them to feel included, even if it's a space?" Another person uh, said, thanks every, again to everyone who came out to BlurredCon this year for the first time ever. Didn't take a single photo or video all weekend. It was first time at an event since the pandemic began. Also, first time seeing my timeline uh, since some folks. I appreciate the kind words, love, even the tears shed, uh, so on and so forth. But uh, 
what it what it shows is that uh, it says um, that people are are you know they had some type of experience at the event, but for those who uh, and this here we go, someone else by the name of Jonathan Young he says regarding to the blurred blurred con cosplay contest, there have been two black winners in the past. Contests are for everyone. You don't know how much work was put into the new winners cosplay. And there's always next time. None of us waited 12 to 18 months for this con so we can be a jerk slash bully. I'm also looking at Jonathan's profile. I'm not sure what. Oh, well, he's a brother. Uh, and it uh, looks like Jonathan is stating that uh, there has been two black winners in the past. And that I assume that you all should be okay with the uh, judge's decision to uh, make this young lady the winner of the cosplay contest. Uh, what what do you feel? How do you feel? Do you agree or disagree with that uh, response? What? No, man, man. Again, this is a black space. You need to have black winners. That's pretty much what needs to happen. Yeah. Because, again, that is who is coming and who is showing up. One thing I've learned is that when you stay true to yourself and to black people, white people just show up just out of pure curiosity. Like sure. I said, like there's, there's, we got five stores, two of them are white that we're in right now. You know, they, they, they've gotten it just out of pure curiosity. They like it, you know, but, and I tell them what it's about and they see it, you know, and they're fine with it. It's okay to be who you are. It's okay. You know, a lot of that stems from a lack of confidence in ourselves too. We're not confident enough. We don't think it's good enough. You know, we've listened to other people who really just mad that they didn't get this far. You know, just just keep going. Just just realize that, yo, there's tons of people who didn't even make it this far. Sure. And just be confident in yourself. You know, just try it. Yeah. Try it. You know, this, you know, there's there's a whole other section of Becky that we want to open ourselves up to, not just our comic book sphere. We want to be on Amazon. We have product, you know what I'm saying? Like the lanyards and things you got. There's more stuff like that that's coming out. It's it's a brand, you know, it's, it's, it's something bigger than that. And we have to end, but that, that only comes with confidence that, you know, that's, that's what it takes. And then the footwork, of course, but yeah. And speaking to your words and what you just stated about Becky, for those who are not aware, this is the issue number one. So this is literally the first issue of the Becky series, which Lane will also be creating Oh, and by the way, you can also check inside of your fun pack because you'll be seeing things like this, which is the lanyard that Lane was referring to, which is really, really dope. And I got my own. So don't be bad. Don't be begging. Don't be asking because this is mine and I ain't sharing. Okay. Sometimes I got to say no. My instructor told me two years ago that if I wanted to improve my chances of being successful, I need to saying no at least once a week to some person. So this is to all you guys that are going to be asking me, hey, Tick, can you just go ahead and let that go as a prize or something like that? Maybe a giveaway or something like that. No, how about we create a giveaway and you guys interact with it and then you give us a reason to give up some free stuff. And I'm sure Lane will be completely down with that at some point. But this is issue number one. Lane, can you please just give us a little bit just a little bit of what to expect in issue number two, which is going to be set to reveal itself uh, in upcoming months. Lane, what you got? We are actually in a matter of weeks with that. Not, not in months. We're in a matter of weeks with that. Let's um, go. About 
you know, what, what four weeks, if a month is four weeks, yeah, we're, we're within about a, a week's, weeks, not closer to weeks than months. Let's say that. Um, we got, so, you know, we just trying to keep cranking it out and keeping it on people's minds and in their, in their hearts and heads and whatnot. Um, what happens, you get a little more, you it's a little more clarity of Becky and where some of these characters fit. Mm. You know, this is kind this is kind of where the roller coaster really mm. starts to just dip, you know, dip right over and you hit it on that slope down, you know, that first big dip, you know, those of you all who are amusement park goers like myself, you know, when you get on the roller coaster with it first drop that first drop. That that that's what issue number two is. Lane, forgive me for not asking this in the beginning. I feel like this is crazy inappropriate to be asking now towards the conclusion of the interview but who in the hell taught lane how to do this like where did you learn how to do this this is super incredible because i don't see too many people doing it especially young black men where did this come from man i've always been writing man um i've worked in media dude i've started in sports you know that's how you and i linked up and connected um i've i've but even that was creative writing man i used to love i would always want to create something that would stick out from what our other station or two in our market was trying to do and it was sure. just sure yeah, and it was then and when i was at a station in mississippi during a period where uh it was in a lot of flux so i could write and do do a few things maybe i couldn't get away with once at other places you know sure so that that really branched out and then just just the creative right i my creative juices have never turned off and so i've always loved horror i have always loved comic books i've got shoe boxes of them and all that stuff i've got my dad's old avengers from 1978 man like real talk Ooh. you know so i've got a bunch of that stuff um mm. so i just was finally blessed and able to get to where i could put this together you know i could finally do it myself and just put it out and see what people liked and what I, again, what I found was more people know about it, the more we make because people have been enjoying it. So that uh, that's just really where we're at right now. We're just going to continue to build it and branch it out from there. Well, you've been traveling all around the nation with this book, Lane. So it looks like you've been seeing, see, uh, seeing some type of success uh, based off of the hard work that you've put in. And uh, we were first want to congratulate you as a black man to come be coming out with something so special and so different. And, uh, you know, we got to ask, because this only makes sense of someone who's been successful in their own right and has done so much in their lifetime thus far. Uh, what are some words of encouragement that you'd like to leave out there for the other comic book creators? And if not just those people, entrepreneurs in general, what words of wisdom can you leave with them that can get them to the level of maybe somewhere close to where Lane is at or to where Lane is? Um. Well, the first thing I'd say just to anybody is just find what you want to do. And I'm telling you, somebody's tried a lot of different stuff, you know, um, try, you know, find what you're passionate about, what makes you wake up, what makes you excited and whatever that interest is, then start figuring out how you can control it because your love of it is what's going to start having your branch off. Just Google it like you Google celebrity gossip or whatever else is going on in the world. You know, that's fine, but it's the same idea. How do I find out how to do it? The same. Google it, you know, and then once you're into it, don't give up because then that's when it's going to get hard. It's just pounding it every day. Like there's days where I don't think anybody is listening when we put out these echoes, a.k.a. 
these these posts, you know, but I wake up and I do it every day. I do it like at least once a day, you know, that's the thing. Whatever you want to do, you have to be consistent. And I know that that's hard. I'm not I'm not here to lecture and say, oh, I'm better than blah, blah, blah. Like, no, I'm in it with you, man. I put my pants on one leg at a time, too. And I know that it gets difficult for black people who are trying to get something going for themselves. Entrepreneurship, definitely. If you're writing your own comic book, I would just say, you know, um, just continue to pound away at it. And then just on the technical side, know your numbers, know how much you need to sustain yourself each month, you know, gather all of that stuff, you know, talk with a CPA and help the, let them help you make a budget, you know, start thinking about it, what you want to do in terms of business. I'm actually candidly going to go uh, look up some CPAs when I'm back in Houston, because we get, finally got a little bit of a ball rolling. So I'm going to go see someone I'm back home in Texas. So me too. I need one. So, and if you are one, you know, at Becky Kills, you know, let, let, let's see what we can connect that way. But that would be my thing. Just continue to pound away and always think about it in terms of a business. Beautifully said. And I couldn't say it any better. You've heard it from a man who's actually doing it himself right now. Shout out to again to another beautiful, brilliant, brilliant brilliant creator lane fobs in the building right now the writer the creator and owner of the becky comic book series with more to come in just weeks ahead shout out to you my brother and your entire team we wish nothing but the best lane but you know you can't leave here without letting us know where to find you so you can find me uh instagram at becky kills that's a really good one because our link tree and all that stuff is on there if you want to see me, I'm at Fobbs, the chairman, like chairman of the board, Fobbs, the chairman, all one word. Um, those are our best spots. You find us there. You'll see our website, uh, gogetbecky.com. That's the big one because that's where you can uh, purchase Becky, www.gogetbecky.com. Um, those are our spots. Uh, interact with us. Look at it. Get a feel for it. Let us know what you think and um, support us any way you can. Brilliantly said. We wish you nothing but the best, Lane. If there is anything else we can do for you, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, you have just tuned into a show that is not just another radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a show live from the city of Los Angeles, California, streaming by way of 92.3 Hits. Hits 92.3 located in Atlanta, Georgia. Make sure you tune in next week at the same bat time and same bat channel with the same bat information. And we'll make sure we'll take care of you. And in the meantime, have a fantastic rest of the day and enjoy the rest of your blessed week, Lane. Thanks again for coming in and thanks again for your time. Much success. We'll see y'all. My guy.